0: Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, you name it. Plus, I tried a few less productive approaches. And after two decades of continuing to grieve, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong goal. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more worthy goal. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of the Healing Path. Today, I'm chatting about a post from last spring. It's called Going Pro. Body image versus soulful spirit. And here at the Healing Path, of course, I do talk a lot about grief and how that unfolds in our life and how it affects. And some of the topics that we address aren't the most direct route to talking about grief, but there's always some kind of um synergy or connection underneath that we get to, hopefully by the end of the post and the end of the podcast, that does allow us to really. Something that we've talked about back to ourselves and our mental health. Um, so here we are going pro. Sometimes I feel like two completely different women. There's the version of me that loves to put on makeup and heels. I so miss dressing up during COVID. And one of my favorite Ann Taylor suits. I feel at home in the softness of the clothing, the textures, and I feel alive with the feminine pinks and cream colors and bold navy, my favorite silks, that complement each other when all worn together. The other version of me loves hot showers and considers the most decadent thing I can do to be taking a long hot shower in the morning only to put my PJs back on and let my hair air dry. That version of me can also go for days without showering or changing most of my clothes. It feels like such a luxury to just be me. No decorations or props, a tree hugger of sorts. (laughs) So most of my life is a balancing act between showing up somewhere in the middle. I live my outer world between the two extremes of glamour, which is so much work and feels amazing, and recluse, uh, hermit style. (laughs) So as we're emerging post-COVID, our bodies are different. Our appearance has changed, and literally, medically, every cell and component of our physical body has died and been replaced by new tissue and cellular material. Have our styles also changed? Have we been shopping or looking at ourselves differently two years after the shutdown of human face-to-face regular interaction? I'm curious, because the more I think about Especially, but not only female pressure to look fantastic, the more I wonder if we spent a fraction of time developing our minds, souls, and spirits that we do on our outer appearances and body images, would it matter if we wore a suit or RPGs? At 52 years old, I now know that I've been locked out of myself, bouncing around the outer realm of appearance for about four decades. As a school age girl, I was authentic strong and active, but also felt bulky and heavy. As I hit preteen, awkward transitional mode, I got curvy and felt pudgy in all the wrong places. A close family member said to me point blank, Hey Lise, maybe you should try, you know, becoming anorexic for a while. Yep, that happened. (laughs) And I did try it. That and a million other ridiculous suggestions by society and from a body image perspective have traveled four decades between deprivation and gluttony on the never-ending diet cycle. I remember my second pregnancy, in parentheses, the first one ended with an ectopic loss and only one ovary feeling some type of relief that I could let myself off the dieting train for nine whole months while I was pregnant. But a few weeks in, I began vomiting all the time, and I was labeled and diagnosed hyperemetic, a state that lasted my entire pregnancy. In the midst of feeling like shit (laughs) and being completely stuck in a nauseous, dizzy, and weak body trying to grow a human inside of me, I thought, well, at least I'm not gaining weight. A few months in, during a meal I was actually enjoying a little bit, I had another family member say to me, you must remember, Lisa, eating for two is a misnomer, as if to shame me for ingesting what was her perception of me overeating. Ah, the duality of the struggle. So here I was unable to actually keep nearly any nutrition or fluids down, but I couldn't escape the societal, familial, and cultural mandate to be anything but fat. Even when I had that nine-month pass that society gives women to eat and nurture ourselves without guilt, I couldn't cash it in. (sighs) I'll love sharing more of my experiences with body image, weight, the barrage of diets and nutritional theories that I'm now a pro at with 40-plus years of experience under my expandable-slash-retractable belt. no problem hitting the threshold of 10,000 hours of practice required by the definition of expert here. But for today, here's my question. If I'd committed my focus over the last 40 years to my inner self, soul, and spirit as consistently, as passionately, and as desperately as I have focused on my outer body, wouldn't I be much closer to self-actualization? See Abraham Maslow's work for more on why that seems a worthy goal. I am an expert at the body image stuff, and I'm sharing because my experience is that as women, most of us are. But how do we shift the focus and break the cycle? How can we help young girls and women become soulful spirit experts instead of body image professionals? So they can spend their life's time on something that actually fulfills them. And frees them to more fully show up in the world, developing and sharing their innate innate, unique gifts, instead of living between the states of binging and deprivation. So, a spoiler alert, not pretending I have an answer, but I'd love to work together to find one. I have a feeling it starts with not telling a 12-year-old to try being anorexic for a while. So that's my post on going pro body image versus soulful spirit. And I thank you for checking out this episode of The Healing Path. I found it to be so disappointing that when I was finally pregnant and felt like, first of all, it's ridiculous that we feel like pregnancy is a pass to eat, um, but it does seem to be the only time... (laughs) If we're lucky enough to be able to control what we put in our bodies without having to explain it to someone or justify it or, um, you know, give the latest news on why this is a good idea. Fortunately, most people do allow women who are obviously carrying babies to make these decisions about our own bodies. Jeez, thanks. Um, but yeah, frustrating that when I got to that point, I was so sick with the